ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. It's that time giving you the best reviews that Canada has to offer. If you want the beans of some thick, delicious bacon, you're in the right place. Now it's time for Kev's Movie Reviews, presented by the Canadian Bacon Podcast. What's up, kids? Welcome to the first ever Kev's Movie Reviews, sponsored by the Canadian Bacon Podcast. Right off the top of the top of the uh, the show here, I'd like to uh, give a shout to Mr. Munich Joshi for hooking me up with that that intro. Uh, sounds dope. Um, so I decided to do this show because I do watch a lot of. A lot of movies. Uh, I do frequent the theater quite a bit. So uh, we don't always do the Canadian Bacon Podcast. So I don't know. I just kind of figured I'd do my own kind of platform to uh, shoot the shit about films. So uh, if you uh, if you give this a listen, um, I'd appreciate the feedback. Like, you should give me a shout out on Facebook at the Canadian Bacon Podcast. Um, let me know if you agree with what I say, if you disagree with what I say. Um film is subjective so if you uh if i liked the film and you didn't hey say hey kev that sucked uh i don't know how what you saw in it or maybe you agree with me you're like hey kev that was fucking good review that was dope and i agree with you 100 percent. so anyways uh so on the weekend i did uh frequent my local theater and i watched a couple of films uh did it back to back so uh the first movie i watched was overlord and uh the second one was the girl in the spider's web so i'm going to talk about overlord first so um i'm just going to pull up the rotten tomatoes so this is this is what rotten tomatoes um the description of the film so i'm just going to read this here with only hours until D-Day, a team of American paratroopers drop into Nazi-occupied France to carry out a mission that is crucial to the invasion's success. Tasked with destroying a radio transmitter up top of the fortified church, uh, the desperate soldiers join forces with a young French villager to penetrate the walls and take down the tower. But in a mysterious Nazi lab beneath the church, um, the Outnumbered GIs come face to face with enemies unlike the world has ever seen. From producer J.J. Abrams, Overlord is a thrilling, pulse-pounding action adventure with a twist. So this is directed by Julius Avery. Um, this is someone who I've never heard before, heard of before. But when I looked him up, uh, this seems to be like he did another feature, but uh, it probably wasn't anything big. So this is his first real uh, big film. So. Um, so starting right off the top of the bat, this film looked really nice. Uh, it had very nice cinematography. It started out in black and white. Oh, by the way, this is going to be a spoilerish review. So I will give away some spoilers, but I won't completely spoil the film. So I'm calling it a spoiler ish review. So it started off with the title card, uh, very reminiscent of like a thirties and forties, uh, film, uh, looked really nice. And then of course it goes into color. So it starts off, like I said, with the um, paratroopers going in. A bunch of them pass. Like, they get shot, so they die on their way in. Um, they're led by uh, Bokeem. Fuck, what's his name again? I'm sorry, I'm just looking him up here. Bokeem Woodbine. So 
like I said, there's going to be some spoilers. So Bukim basically dies right off the bat. Um, he's like the biggest name in this film. Um, another person in this film who I recognize, but I never knew his name is Riot Russell. So he becomes like the new like uh, like commander or whatever, right? So like I said, they go into they go into France and um, eventually they make their well one of them makes their way into this uh, church and he figures out that there's like well first of all he sees like this mad scientist whatever and um, mad Nazi scientist I have to throw in that word so um, he figures out that uh, some shit's going on in this uh, in this church so uh, one of his uh, one of the paratrooper one of his paratrooper buddies is in this in this uh he's all like hooked up to this like machine like he's being fed probably like some shit and um basically he grabs him they escape um they go back to uh the girl's house who is who i mentioned in the top here um the french lady so um she is actually like their hosses or thing but then she turns out not being her hoss and she helps them etc etc so anyways um I also forgot to mention that we get introduced to um, this Nazi, like, I guess, captain or whatever you want to call him, general, who basically is, you know, having sex with the French lady, uh, basically, um, to protect her family. She basically bangs this dude. So anyways, (laughs) so he's like this creepy, like, general dude. But anyway, so um, eventually they end up capturing this guy. They, like, torture him. Eventually he escapes. They go back to the, um, uh, eventually everyone ends up in the end at this um, this laboratory, this this church. And uh, so basically this, uh, they're ejecting the, the soldiers with, like, this serum, which turns them into, like, super soldiers. So eventually uh this guy injects himself with like all this like serum so he becomes like this jack motherfucker it plays out like a video game actually so it's kind of funny that's similar to wolfenstein so anyways um eventually obviously they win they they destroy the tower etc etc this is like i said this is spoilerish but you kind of know that it's going to happen going into it anyways um it's kind of obvious <laughs> right that they're going to win so anyways, um, overall, uh, I enjoyed this film. Um, it was a fun film. And like I said, it was gory, but it wasn't like over the top gory. It wasn't like, it did it. Like I said, it did have its gore, it did have its blood, but it wasn't like, like brain dead gory or anything like that. So, uh, if you're going, if you're, if you're a fan of like Call of Duty's zombie mode, then you'll probably dig this film. It's, um... It's fun. So overall, I would give this film. Uh, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna grade everything on a out of ten. So everything I'm gonna, every movie that I watch, I'm gonna give it a a, a grading curve uh, out of ten. But I'm gonna use because this is sponsored by the Canadian Bacon Podcast. I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten bacon strips. All right. So um, that being said. Um, I'm going to jump into the second film. So the second film that I watched was The Girl in the Spider's Web. So a little bit of history on this film before I talk about it is uh, based on a book, um, based on several books. So this this film originated in Sweden. So um, it was actually... 
So this film isn't actually a remake, but they actually was a remake that came out in 2011 starring Daniel Craig, and that was the girl with the dragon tattoo. So that was actually a remake of an original Swedish film from 2009 called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and then that that spawned a sequel, um, The Girl Who Played With Fire, and then that spawned a sequel, The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest. So I actually did watch the first two uh, Swedish films years back, before the uh, American remake came out. And I will say, I actually did enjoy the American remake better, just because they kind of condensed the first two films, uh, the first two original Swedish films, into uh, the Dragon, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, remake. So I felt like the movie played a little bit better than the Swedish films. Um, and it definitely was well acted because you had Daniel Craig in it, obviously. And um, and Myra Rooney, who played Nancy in the uh, shitty um, remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's another story. So um, flash forward. Uh, this film came out, like I said, 2011. The sequel, technical, technically it's a sequel comes out in 2018 so i feel like this is probably five years too late so they should have jumped on it a little earlier but anyways that being said um they recast they recast the um the the main the main characters um with uh fuck what's her name now uh, sorry i'm just looking this up uh claire foy so um I'm not too familiar with Claire, Claire Foy, but apparently she's uh, pretty popular. Um, she was on, I feel like she was on Game of Thrones or something. But anyways, a lot of people like her, and I thought she did a really good job. So anyways, I'm just going to read the description real quick. So, Elizabeth Salander, the cult figure with the title character of the acclaimed Millennium book created by... Uh, of course, this doesn't... This isn't actually... Sorry, I'm looking for a description of the film. That's just telling me what I just said. So anyways, uh, sorry, there's no uh, write-up on, <laughs> on here about it. But essentially, it's, uh, it's, a, um, it's a film about a hacker. So she plays a hacker, and um, I forget the gentleman's name, but uh, the character's name here. Hold on. Uh... Mikael Blufisk. This is all Swedish, by the way. So anyways, uh, he plays a journalist who falls in love with her in, in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Anyways, so they have a history. So um, basically this film is is essentially like a spy film, except it involves a hacker instead of like a spy. So it's kind of like a female James Bond without the gadgetry. So she's more of like, like I said, it, she's more of a hacker, so she's like a, a computer genius. So this kind of, this shines through throughout the entire film because she like opens cars with her with her cell phone, and she's able to lock doors and open doors like in jails and stuff like that with her cell phone and all this stuff. So the story itself, uh, I I did enjoy this film. Um, I was entertained. Um, 
I'm not going to go too far into spoilers of this film. Um, just because this is one of those films that I feel like you should sit down and watch it if you're a fan of the um, the original, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So I, believe that I feel like this is a worthy uh, um, uh, sequel to that. Um, kind of go into it with, like, I guess, an open mind that Daniel Craig's not in it. Um, but again, like a lot of people probably don't even remember that, um, the first film was even connected to this film. So they probably, most people probably think it's like a one-off. So the, um, the one character in the film who is played by, uh, Leketh Stanfield, who is in Sorry to Bother You, which I talked about on the Canadian Bacon Podcast last show, and he's also in Get Out, um, his character, I, I really liked his character. So he kind of plays like, um, um, he plays like the, the guy that is like the computer genius in the States who, um, who basically is in charge of like, um, this program that they're after. Essentially that the whole film is basically a cat and mouse film. Cause they're all after like this, this program. So, uh, Elizabeth uh, steals it from this dude, um, the guy from Get Out, and then she has it on her computer. And then the a group called the Spiders. Uh, this is hence why it's called the um, the girl in the spiders web. So a group named the Spiders is basically is um, after the computer that she downloaded to. So they end up stealing it. Uh, then there's a connection with her sister. Uh, this is this is not even a spoiler because you see this in the in the trailer. So then of course she's connected with her sister, and then like I said, it's a cat and mouse game. So um, it's basically her after trying to get back this laptop. Um, the guy that originally uh, created the program, uh, they he ends up dying. Um, again, spoilerish. Uh, he ends up dying, but his kid is the key to open up this uh, program, which is uh, connected to like blow up the world. Essentially, it controls all these missiles. So, like I said, it's a it's 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 a spy film in a way, but uh, it's like a Mission Impossible, but not as over the top action as a Mission Impossible film. So. There is a lot of action in it, but it's no, it's no Mission Impossible. Um, we don't, you don't have her hanging off of fucking helicopters and shit like that and scaling the tallest building in India like Tom Cruise. So again, it's a fun film. Um, I would recommend it if you're a fan of the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, but I wouldn't rush out to the theater to see this one. Um, you could probably wait to stream this one. So, but if you are a fan, yeah, go to the theater, check it out. But um, it's not one that you have to see in the theater. So this one, I would give a solid six bacon strips out of ten. So just, um, yeah, that's that's basically all I had to talk about to this week. But uh, I do want to say rest in peace to Stanley. So if anyone's listening to this right now, uh, Stanley passed away today and. He was just like a huge icon, not only in Marvel, like just not in comics universe, but also in the movie universe as well, which is why I feel like I have to give a shout out to him. So I'm truly going to miss 
hopefully they don't stop doing it but uh i will miss all the cameos that he does in all the marvel films like across the board so hopefully marvel keeps it up whether it's like you know just like a painting of him in the background or you know some old footage of him on a tv monitor just something i i hope i really hope that uh that marvel keeps up the cameo work and um hopefully he shot some more stuff before he passed away because we have like avengers 4 coming up uh next year and captain marvel so anyways i dwell too deep into that but uh yeah, I just wanted to say rest in peace to uh to Stanley. You you will be missed and we did talk about you quite a lot on the Canadian Bacon podcast and I'm sure we will continue to talk about you. Rest in peace. So, that's all I have for today. Uh again, you can find us on uh on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, you can email us at the Canadian Bacon Podcast. Uh, at outlook.com um, send emails um, follow us on iTunes uh, Mixcloud um, Podchaser we're, we're everywhere we, you, you can't miss us anyways thank you again hopefully we'll have another episode with the other two gentlemen soon take care have a good night peace <laughs>